Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Alright, so I wanted to start tonight with a particular story that I have not really shared so many times, but I've shared a couple of times. And it's about when, don't worry, it's not a romantic gist. The full service is not a romantic gist, just this part. It's about when um, Pastor first asked me to marry him. <laughs> it's about when Pastor first asked me to marry him. And this was in, what year was that? I think 2012. We had graduated 2011. We were young. It was just really weird. I think one of my, when we got engaged, one of my old classmates actually put it on Facebook. And maybe the person felt, oh, Laji doesn't know how to use the internet, so let's just do this for her. Like, maybe she doesn't have access to Facebook, you know, she lives under a rock, she only comes to comment and like and do posts and post pictures. Let's do it for her. And so I remember somebody commenting and saying, Laji is engaged. And people were like, what? What's she doing? What rubbish? What is this? It was really very interesting. And I remember um, going to school. Um, my alma mater for for a bit, going there and running into my favorite lecturer at the time. I have a lot of respect for him even now, but running into him and he saw me and called me into his office. I was wearing an engagement ring. I was feeling myself, <laughs> and he called me into his office and he said, "My my husband, fiance, is it fiance or fiance? Husband to be <laughs> at the time was with me, but he didn't call him. Just greeted him like, uh, yeah, you." And the impasse was not very big then. So it was very easy to like push him to one side. And so he called, he called um, me into his office and he said, We were there for like an hour and he knew somebody was waiting for me. But he said, What are you doing? Because I was one of the best students in my class. And he was like, You're wasting your life. You want to go and waste your life inside one man's kitchen. At this age, you're supposed to be thinking of how to do this, 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 and this. And so this was me spending an hour trying to convince him about the decisions I was making in my own life. But in a way, I know Pastor will be angry if I say this, but in a way, I could understand <laughs> where he was coming from. You see, it's very easy for people to teach you things based on experience. I personally have seen people who gave up all their hopes and dreams for a man and it ended the way this my lecturer was afraid that would end. Obviously, I didn't end up like that because marrying the person I married actually propelled me in the direction of purpose even more. But it was very easy for him to say, this was what was going to happen to you because he had seen it happen to other people. And so we live in a world where people give advice, make decisions, sometimes even life-changing decisions based on their experiences or the experiences of others. Because really, everything you learn in school has been as a result of experiences over the years. And so the world doesn't really know a better way. The markets went this way last time because of this. So they'll definitely go this way this time because of this. The world doesn't know a better way. I remember discussing with a boat driver a while back, and he told me something I found extremely interesting. He said he wanted to marry a girl, and the father said no, because he's fair. And fair guys don't know how to be faithful. <laughs> and so... Up 
till today, he still loves the girl. It's been like, I think three or four years. Up till today, they are not together because of somebody's experiences. So I have a few suggestions for you, to, you guys today. I want you guys to advise me based on experience. The first one is that I have this friend. This friend left a well-paying job in the city. Like, he was earning a lot of money. He sold his, his house. No, he didn't sell his wife. <laughs> he sold his house. He carried his wife. He carried his children. He sacrificed everything and followed his uncle to an unknown place because his uncle wanted to start a business, according to the uncle. Sha. So he followed his uncle to an unknown place. And they more or less began a company, if you could call it that. The company was getting big. It was getting so big. You know how majors can be? Where people say, this is how we used to do it in our company. People like, no, 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 this is how we used to do it. But now, this friend of mine has his own staff. His uncle also has his own staff. And they are clashing. And so he goes and he meets the uncle and he says, see, oh, there's a problem. And the uncle says, ah, no problem. See how people used to blow in life. The uncle says, no problem. Just look around. Look at all the different markets. Pick the one that is most viable. And choose that one as your own. Whatever is left will be for me. And so this friend of mine just blew instantly. He picked the most sensible market everywhere the land was green, 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 like dollar bills. And he took it as his own, and his uncle did not complain. And that was how my friend blew. Is that not a testimony? Based on experiences, it's a testimony. Based on the ideas of men, based on normal human thinking, it makes sense. That somebody gives you the opportunity to choose something, and you choose the best. But you know what happened to this friend of mine? A time came when he lost his house, he lost his business, he lost the land. His wife turned to salt. That was his lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> in fact, it was so bad that a time came when he and his children were living in a cave, and his children got pregnant for him. And so you might look at it and say, ha, this life, you never can tell. Somebody can just be successful today, and tomorrow you don't know what's going on. Somebody can just... But there's a way to know, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Proverbs 14, 12 says that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And so what we want to do this month, what Pastor has instructed me to do today, is to make you realize that there's a higher way. That there's a better way. That you don't have to live your life only based on guesswork. And that while sometimes you can make good decisions based on what you've been taught or what you've learned or on experiences, the best way to make decisions is to be led by the Spirit of God. I have another friend of mine. His name is Joe. This guy's case is special. When I say his case is special, I don't mean like one in a million or one in a billion. I mean like one in eternity kind of special. And so Joseph is dating this girl. Fine girl, no problem. She doesn't have issues. Very quiet. Oh, I thought she was very quiet. So he now came and said, this girl's pregnant. I'm like, what? I said, Joseph, I thought you were a good guy. And Joseph is like, it's not me. It's not me. And then he's a good guy, so I believe him. And I said, ah, she not do you well. Oh. She not do you well. You have to find the guy that did this thing and broke his head. And Joseph says, well, 
She says, it's God. That the Spirit of God overshadowed her. Sorry, overshadowed is a good word. Don't think about it in any weird way. And so, I'm not asking you to take this Joseph guy's thing, literally, because he's the only person that kind of thing will ever happen to in the world. Joseph is the only guy that his baby will get pregnant, and she will say, God did it, and it will be true. But guess what? He was the first. It might be an interesting story to you now to just look and say, ah, he really did well, or, or. But he was the first. Before then, such a thing had never been heard of. But we see how by the Spirit of God and by the leading of God, even a situation that may not have been the way popular culture thought it should be, he was able to make the right decision. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Joseph marries Mary because of the leading of the Spirit. Because an angel appeared to him by night, oh, you have the Holy Ghost on your inside. And then years later, he has another encounter. You need to run away from this town with your son because Herod wants to kill all the children who are below two. And you're like, ah, you read too much history. The only time they ever killed children was in Moses' time. How many thousands of years ago was that? And so you may be somebody who is watching this who God has told to move from one city to another city. And it doesn't make sense because the city you are is a plush city. Maybe it's so peaceful, like they've never killed children there before. You're like, what, what kind of barbaric way of thinking is that? But by the leading of the Spirit, even when something is not a trend, you can know the future. Praise the name of the Lord. And so if you were to advise Joseph based on experience, you would advise him differently. What about two of my friends? They went to preach somewhere, very difficult city. They didn't know anybody. Then... Listen, you know, as God will have it, which is what a lot of people say when they can explain something. Somebody started following them and confirming their words in Acts 16 from, from verse 16. The person actually follows my friend and said, these guys are actually servants of God. They came to preach the truth to us. But guess what? By the leading of the spirits, they got to know that the person following them had the spirit of divination. There's something that pastor says once in a while that I want to say today. How some of us have made our friends enemies and our enemies friends because sometimes we lack discernment. Sometimes we're not quick to listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying about a particular person or about a particular situation and we go based on our senses. Some people say, well, seeing is believing. It depends on what you're seeing. Are you seeing with the eyes of your spirit? Hallelujah. Another guy, Joshua. Commanding officer, he wants to go to take a city and the walls are fortified. What would you advise him to do? Let's throw arrows. But the wall is too high. Let's throw drones. They've not invented drones. And so there are times when, just like in that case, where the walls of Jericho came down flat, the Lord may ask you to do things that may not really make sense. To the natural mind. But guess what? His ways are higher. And he wants you to know his ways. One story I share a lot was at a time in our ministry several years ago. You can call it several. When I think all the money we had at that time was like 14K. 
I think Pastor was supposed to pay it in. 14K as in Naira. I think Pastor was supposed to pay it into the bank. And that, I think that time we were both doing our masters in Unilag. And we had this old Sienna that my mother-in-law gave us that we used to use for church equipment, meetings, dropping church members, going for antenna. Everything was like everything. That car was everything. Maybe that's why it was so big. In fact, if they, if they bring people and things out of the car, you won't be able to understand how all of them were in the car at the same time. But pastor drove this guy, went to school. And then that money, I think it was in, in the bank or something. And he came back and he said, God asked me to give this money to someone. You have to understand, the person that God asked him to give the money to, she had a job. She was working in Unilag. He gave her a ride and he said, God asked me to give this woman money. In my mind, I'm like, what kind of... The, the, the thing about being married to a man of the spirit is <laughs> you will grow very well. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing because Pastor is online and he's my boss. You will really grow. Because some things will look like... Let me continue. And so I was like, what kind of decision is this? How can you just give this woman all the ministry money? And it's not even as if maybe after I gave her the money, because it was really just me that I gave her the money. And I was expecting that, oh, maybe she was an angel. So after I just gave her the money, she just disappeared. Or she just gave him a word. Brethren, nothing. Nothing happened. One year passed. I was still like this guy, so weird, but I'll follow him. Two years passed, nothing. In fact, in my mind, that gone already. And then we are supposed to have, I think, the first, what, what do you call that thing? Endless life. Endless life. Peter, I think you may remember. I don't know if you remember that. We are supposed to have the first endless life. And they had told us, I won't, the name of the, the church member that told us that thing, still a church member, and I still came to my house yesterday. I won't call his name. I won't call his name. But he had told us that, eh, don't worry. You, you, since you guys are coming in partnership with our fellowship, the fellowship he was with at that time, you will need to pay plenty of money, just the small money we also pay. And we're like, oh, great, 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 cool, cool, cool. Then the hall said, don't pay before the day. When you come that day, you just pay. The money is not much, 40K. You're like, okay. At least this time we had grown from having all the money of, that was 14K to at least having, being able to pay 40K. And so we said, okay, no problem. Then the day of the conference came. We were at home. I think it was like four hours to the conference. And then someone called. I don't know if it was Peter or Brother Chris, one of them. But they called. And they said, ah. That they said, no, they were not supposed to pay 40K for the hall. <laughs> that the money we were supposed to pay for that hall is 300, I mean 400K. Hey, you have to understand the celebration church of that year. When you call that money, hey, it can only be God because there was no other way. <laughs> So we had done flyers. We had um, publicized, gone from hall to hall in Unilag. It was everywhere that we were having this program. We were even almost already getting dressed because we lived really far then. And they said they won't allow us to use the hall except we bring 400. I can't even explain what that amount meant at that time. 400K, Jesus Christ. So... While we were still, and then they are told Pastor that Pastor should prepare, so we're at home. It's a little bit better if we were there, but we're now at home. And then my husband remembered that there was this woman that year that he gave that 14K. 
And so he spoke to the person on the phone and said, give her the phone. Give, 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 give the woman there the phone. And she picked and, she, and he said, oh, please, I want to talk to Mrs. So-and-so. And she was like, yes, what do you want? And she said, no, I'm Pastor Irene that, that helped you do this one. And she was like, Pastor, I didn't know you were the one. And that was how we paid 40K that day. <laughs> if we had carried out 14,000 two years before and invested it, even if we did MMM, which we don't do, <laughs> there is no way we would have doubled the money up until that time. And so the cheapest way to really secure a future for yourself, if that's, if that's the right choice of words, is to follow the Spirit of God. That's the safest way. And so after that thing happened, it doesn't matter what Pastor says we should do. I'm just like, yes, Lord, yes. Let's go to Abuja. Okay, when? Let's do this one. Because I realized that, especially when it comes to Celebration Church, he can't make a mistake. And that's really the safest place to be is to be led by the Spirit of God. I was reading a story yesterday about somebody who got admission into one of the top schools in the world. And she couldn't afford to go. And it really hurt her. And then she almost got a job at one of the biggest companies in the world. But last minute, they turned her down. And something happened years later. Story, story, long story short. Now, she works in a very, very big conglomerate that sponsored her to go to that same school she lost admission to one. So the company that she was dying to go to just packed up. You see, yeah, it's very important that you understand that there is somebody who knows the end from the beginning. And that somebody lives in you. It's very easy to be right in your own eyes based on your experiences, based on what they've taught you, based on the books you've read. But there's a higher way. And higher is calling you tonight. Praise the name of Jesus. Isaiah 40 verse 30 says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. So it's not really about how strong you are or how young you are. Or even how old you are. It says, but those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, I talked about how when it came to the time for Jericho to be taken, they walked round and round and they, and the, and the mighty shout, they were able to take that city. But finding out the will of God was a major strategy in Bible times when it came to war. It was a major strategy. It wasn't that they planned all the strategy and then I say, God, as we are going, go with us in Jesus' name, amen. They were asking first, what do we do? What a brilliant lesson to learn. They didn't have the Spirit of God on the inside of them. Sometimes they needed to call a prophet. Sometimes they needed to bring an effort. Sometimes somebody needed to climb a mountain. What's your excuse? You have the Holy Ghost on your inside now. What's a brilliant strategy? See something. First Samuel chapter 30. Something had happened here. David had gone somewhere to fight. And by the time he came back, they are taking his family and the family of his men. It was just really a mess. 
1 Samuel 30 verse 6. And now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Human beings, world people. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters, they had taken away the family members of his men. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. I feel like if some of us were in David's shoes, this would be something to pray about after you've reached where you're going to. They took my family for Christ's sake. Why would, you be asking, why would I be going to be asking you if I should pursue? And that's the reason why a lot of us who are watching me, you've made decisions based on your emotions per time. Somebody hurts you, you quit that job. You've made so many decisions based on how bad you felt or how good you felt. We live in a generation that is so woke and so sensual, they don't realize how unwise it is. But the Bible says that David inquired of the Lord. Because if somebody knows the way that is going to work, it doesn't make sense not to ask him. Praise the name of the Lord. And what a joy to know that at the lowest ebb of your life, you can trust in the Holy Ghost to help you to pursue and overtake and recover. That regardless of how many mistakes you may have made in the past, how badly you may have done in your business, how badly you may have done in your relationships, how badly you may have handled all those mental opportunities you had, how badly you may have handled money or your family, you still have a strategy in God. If you would inquire, if you would listen, if you would trust, you'd realize that leading seeks you. That there is always a way out for you. That somebody who is interested in the leading of the Spirit cannot be stranded. That on the other hand also, regardless of how many times you've succeeded, you can keep winning by the Spirit of God. Praise the name of the Lord. I saw something in Proverbs 22 verse 3. It says, the prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. How does a wise man see danger? By the leading of the spirits. That the Holy Ghost can tell the apostles, I don't want you to pass through this city yet. That Jesus, who knows his time has not yet come, can know when people are about to kill him and keep himself away. Praise the name of the Lord. God wants you to know his will for your life. He's not keeping it a secret. Um, today we read the second episode of my new mini-series, Joy Never After. Don't worry, this part of the message is no advert on Celebration Church. And, of course, I know the ending. But I'm not going to tell you. Not that, anyway, you understand. I'm not going to tell you. But there are people I needed to tell. I needed to tell the cast. I needed to tell the crew. Let me show you something. The reason why I'm sharing this example. First Corinthians chapter 2. Is the prayer that they pray for you and you say amen when you should not be saying amen. But it's First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. 
<laughs> but is it written, eyes, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And then you just say, Amen. Let that be reading your Bible well. Verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Your eyes see, your ears hear. It has to enter into your heart. And it has to enter into your heart because you are part of God's crew. You are part of God's cast. You are part of the people who is going to bring his plan to pass. So it's not his job to keep you in the dark. It doesn't make sense to go on set and say, do you know, we're making a movie, but I don't want to tell you guys what the movie is about. And so the cameraman is asking, where do I shoot? Say, don't worry, don't worry, it's a, it's a mystery. The actor is saying, where do I stand? Say, don't worry, don't worry, it's a mystery. It doesn't make sense. If some person say, what do I record? They say, don't worry, it's a mystery. No, God wants you to know his plan for your life. He's more interested in leading you than you are interested in being led. It says, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Say, God has revealed his plan to me by his spirit. Hallelujah. It says, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the, the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. You have the Holy Ghost. God wants you to know his will. God wants to lead you. Because it profits God when you are led. <laughs> you live out his plan when you know what his plan is. You may not have the entire picture, but he wants to lead you every step of the way per time. You're on God's crew, so he wants, you, he wants you to know what's going on. John 15, 15, Jesus speaking to disciples and told us by extension. He says, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his, mas his master is doing. But I've called you friends. I've called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father. I've made known unto you. Are you a friend of God? He wants you to know his will. He wants you to know his plan. Is it possible to live a life where your finances are intact? Where your relationship is intact? Where your decision making is on point? Where your work with the Lord is constant per time. It is by the Spirit of God. Praise the name of Jesus. And so Pastor is going to be teaching us. He's going to be teaching us throughout, throughout this month. How to hear from God. How to be led by the Spirit of God. But my job here is just to let you know. That this is something that is yours in Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. See something in Acts chapter 11 from verse 27. You know, many people will look at the news to determine what they will invest in. <laughs> I, look, I, I look back at some missions I made this year and I realize that if I had followed, there's COVID and there's no money, I would have made some of the biggest mistakes in life. Praise the Lord. But see something, Acts 11 from verse 27. And in these days, prophets came to Jeru from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit of God 
that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in Claudius Caesar. And they didn't wait and say, ah, okay, let's wait for the news to come. So that when the news comes, and I say, ah, and Agabus said it, we'll now bring clip of when he said it. They acted like it was true. They acted like they had got news already that, see, there's a famine. And so the disciples, each according to his own ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. And this they also did and sent to the elders in the hands, <clears throat> in the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So you see the spirit of God. He's more accurate than the economic forecasts. He's more accurate than the weather forecasts. And he wants to lead you. It's your right to be led. Being led is not something that you have to qualify for after you become born again. You know there are depths to these things. No. Romans 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Better put, as many who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So leading is not something you qualify for after you've been confirmed in your adoption. Leading is something that comes with your adoption in Christ. It's not something that you say, oh, well, I've been born again for about six years, and so now I'm finally led. No, the moment you became saved, the Holy Ghost came into you and is now present in you to lead you. I want to ask you tonight, how would you live your life if you knew that you couldn't make mistakes? Will you be bolder? Would you take bigger steps? Are there times where you would be more patient? Are there times where you would say no to some things because you knew that God had a bigger plan, even though the entire world could not see it yet? How would you live your life if you knew for sure that you couldn't fail and that even if you did fail, it was a stepping stone to success? How would you live your life if you were sure that you are constantly on a perpetual victory parade and not a walk of shame. How would you live your life? That's how God wants you to live. I want you to know that leading seeks you. And that in every hour of your life is not enough to lean on your own understanding. Some of you are in a relationship where everything seems to be going good. But there's a check in your spirits. Some of you are at a job where everything seems to be going good, but there's a check in your spirits. Some of you are even living somewhere where everything is going great, but there's a check. Don't ignore the voice of the Holy Ghost. It's possible to know what God will have you do. That's your birthright in Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. How would you live if you knew you couldn't make any mistakes? And this is not dissing or, or, making, or making a mess of experiences that people have. But there's something that I think it was Eli who that said it in Job 32 verse 7. He'd been hearing Job's older friends talk and they were not respectfully, let me say, making sense. And he said something. He said, I said age should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there's a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. I know you have respect for age. That's good. But guess what? The Holy Ghost is older than us all. 
I know you have respect for experience, but the person who created the heavens and the earth now lives in you. If you wanted to invite somebody for a job and somebody says, well, I helped build a co-bridge, another person comes and says, well, I made the heavens and the earth and everything, which one will you choose? And so if you really have regard for making the right decisions, you will choose the spirit of God above all things. There are times when what God will ask you to do will look stupid. Where you've been fishing all night and you've caught nothing, and a guy who's the son of a carpenter, who does, who does not even know how to fish, comes and says, okay, cast it on the other side. What are you going to do then? I want you to know that you can be led. You can know for sure what God will have you do. And that's the best way to win consistently. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, see something. Isaiah 46 from verse 9. As I begin to round off. Isaiah 46 from verse 9. Lord speaking here. It says, remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bed of prey from the east and the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed I have spoken it and I will bring it to pass. I have proposed it and I will do it. Praise the name of the Lord. I feel like a lot of us want to figure out like okay. God, so after this step, then this is going to be the next step, then this is going to be the next step, then it's going to be the next step, right? Okay, let's go. But for some of you, he's only giving you that one instruction. Go to a land that I will show you. For some of you, he's only giving you that one instruction. Join the workforce. Learn to obey God per time. Learn to trust his leading per time. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, I will obey the Lord and he leads me. Hallelujah. You know, when we, it was my sister, my other sister that first taught me how to be um, adjusting songs before I sing them. Something that I think almost every member of Celebration Church now does. I think I even did it this evening. And one of the earliest songs was this Que Sera Sera song. Que Sera Sera. Whatever will be, will be. What does that even mean? Well, whatever will be, will be okay. Weird. The future's not asked to see. Que sera, sera. What will be, will be. If you know that what will be, will be, why are you now? Why are you now singing it? And then my sister will say, no, 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 no. She's one of those people that we are very serious from childhood, like Nadia. She say, no, 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 no. The future is asked to see and to dream about. I want you to learn to stop living your life with that que sera, sera, what will be, will be mentality. Instead, say Yes. Yes, spirit. Yes, spirit, spirit. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. You've been born again with seeing eyes and hearing ears and a discerning heart. You are not just going through life by trial and error. Okay, let's try and see if this one will work. Okay, let's try and see. Okay, let's try and date this person and see if it will work. Okay, let's try and start this business and see if it will work. Even if you've made mistakes in your life, there's something about the leading of the spirit that orchestrates the mistakes you may have made in the past and propels you to a future that God has designed. But you have to be intentional about the fact that you have hearing ears and seeing eyes. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And he shall direct your path. Don't lean on your own understanding. See here, eh? <laughs> trust is a very interesting thing. Trust. It's not always easy to trust. But I want you to understand the one in whom you are trusting. He holds the whole world in his hands. He holds eternity in his hands. How much more the next five years? How much more the next ten years? And so for some of us, trust it might mean that you be more patient. For some of us, it might mean that you begin to take bolder steps. But trust in God with all your heart. I know you've been taught, I can do bad all by myself. Positive energy, positive vibes only. You've got only you. But the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Even when the leading of the spirit might not make sense to the people of the world, lean not on your own understanding. I want you to enter this month leaning not on your own understanding. I want you to enter this month intentionally acknowledging the leading of the spirit. I want you to enter this month choosing to be directed, choosing to obey. Praise the name of the Lord. Wherever you are, I want you to jump on your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost. I have seen eyes. I have hearing ears. I know what the Lord will have me do per time. And I declare that in this month I'm led. There is precision for me in every area of my life. Confusion is out of the way. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, Reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.